Welcome to Dub Nation, your hub for everything Utah Warriors of Major League Rugby. I am Jerem Jordan. Great to have you with us alongside Banksy. Can you believe it's the five-year anniversary for the Warriors? One of the OG7 in Major League Rugby, and today the team rolled out a new logo and a new campaign for this fifth season, man. It's a fantastic anniversary for the Utah Warriors, uh, and I've been lucky enough to be well, as a fan of the organization through the first year and went to every game and to see Major League Rugby develop into what it is, it's been a special ride. And to be part of one of the original organizations in MLR is such a treat. Pretty awesome. There's a commemorative logo. There's a patch designed by our producer, the creative director of the Warriors, Billy Rathule. He's the man. The patch will be worn on the game jerseys during the season. That's going to be cool. Special merch will uh, roll out starting in January. The patch features the four stripes. The four stripes are on the shirt I'm wearing that we wear a lot. Uh, it's symbolic of the franchise core values, community, family, tradition, respect. It's going to be awesome. I, I think maybe my favorite moment that didn't have to do with uh, the, the play on the field, Banksy, was last year when all of the local teams and the history was celebrated at halftime of one of the game. Although, obviously, Highland uh, and, and the history there and BYU and Utah and United and uh, you know, BYU women's team and BYU and Utah men and whatnot. We were state, UVU, like Utah State. It was great. This is a rugby community, and I think it'll be another opportunity to celebrate that this year. You know, it's a great chance for the Utah rugby community to come together. You know, when you look at the over 45, almost 50-year uh, history of clubs like Park City Haggis, of course, the story tradition of Highland that goes back uh, for decades United, the women's clubs like uh, the, the Vipers that have been such a force in women's rugby, and as of course all the, the collegiate programs. This is another great banner to unite under, just like we did on Yosefa night with those commemorative jerseys and that special yeah. community um, night that we were able to all gather together for. This is another great landmark in the long history of Utah rugby. Okay, we're live on the Utah Warriors Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube account. Subscribe to the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud if you want. We got a lot of uh, different ways to find us. If you have a comment, fire away. We'll try and get to some of those. Here's what's on the rundown. We've got a lot to talk about for November 3rd. Eagles versus All Blacks. Listen, it didn't go well in the game, but the Warriors were repping, and suddenly Chad Goff is playing against the All Blacks and getting called up. That was sweet. The All Blacks tweeted out a photo that included our guy, Chad Goff. We'll show you the photo, which is great. There it is. There it is. We just gave you one second. That's called a tease. The uh, <laughs> USA selects in the ARC. Didn't go well, but again, four Utah Warriors represented there. We'll talk about that. Utah selects against the Pathway 404 on Saturday. That's a big game. There's a little rivalry there with Rugby ATL and the Warriors. We're going to talk to Connor Burns, Major League Rugby draft pick, number 24, second-round pick. He's a stud from the U.K., went to Lindenwood. He's one of the future backs on this Utah Warriors team. And then some news and notes. So let's jump right in. The Eagles and the All Blacks. First off, we knew that Paul Mullen was going to be involved. Then it was cool that Michael Baska was invited to camp. And then late addition, Banksy, Chad Goff, the former University of Utah Ute, one of the three hookers that got some important time this year. He gets called up, gets his first cap against the freaking All Blacks, dude. You know, if you're going to make a debut, that's a hell of a game to do it on. And, you know, whether it was the ARC or playing in the European tours uh, or against these All Blacks, you know, the Utah Warriors have had so many key faces play pivotal roles in the buildup and the execution of these games that it's only going to go well for not only the growth of USA rugby, but for the Utah Warriors in our upcoming season. This is going to have immediate effects and benefits getting that kind of experience. 
be like, that dude's played the All Blacks, okay? <laughs> Ain't no thing when he's playing Rugby United in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going it, to... That, I, mean, awesome. I, I went to school with All Blacks, Jerem. It's not like it's that big a deal. <laughs> oh, come on. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Sean Pittman was the forwards coach as well. Utah Warriors head coach, the Major League Rugby Coach of the Year. He was great. So, obviously... The, being out of the test window meant that no teams were obligated to send their international guys. So you're not seeing, you're not seeing AJ McGinty and Paula Seek and everybody. Right. Um, but these guys did their best. They did. Okay. It's one of four to 14. It's just a blowout. It's just destroyed. But here's the, here's the good news. USA for the first time scored a try. In fact, the U S scored two tries, Nate Oxberger and Ryan Mattias, San Diego Legion guys, they scored tries. If there's a positive note of any kind, it's that the U.S. finally scored in its fourth game against New Zealand. You know, if you look around at all the different talking heads and the pundits and, you know, the the different podcast guys, everybody's got a different take on this. Um, People saying it was embarrassing. You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about losing to the All Blacks the way that the USA Eagles did. Remember, they went the next week to Wales and hung 54 points on a top-tier nation. So... To play an all MLR side against um, what I would consider a very strong all black side. It's not like they fielded the B team out here. Sure. They got some young guys that got caps, but it was by all accounts an incredibly strong and very talented side with some debuts that were spectacular. But this was not a weak all black side. This wasn't a B team. This wasn't a developmental team. They came out to play clearly and put 104 points on the Eagles. But there was a lot of positives to take out of this game. Of course, the first two tries were great. But as we got deep into the second half, we saw some better sustained possession. You know, we saw some some ball carrying and some buildup and some structure against the best team in the world, arguably, that we haven't really seen out of the Eagles before where it was just scramble, 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 scramble the last three different times that they had played. You know, could we have seen some better defense out of the Eagles? Absolutely. You, you hang up 104 points off of somebody, you know, that's going to happen. But when you realize seven, maybe eight starters that are with their European clubs were probably out for this match and it was a 100% domestic side, there's nothing to hang your heads on if you're an Eagles fan. Um, you know, I think it was, a, it was a, for as bad as it went, it was a pretty good showing. That was one of the best 90-point losses I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so the All Blacks tweet out Jersey Swap, and it's Dane Coles, the hooker, with Chad Goff. So our boy Chad Goff is featured in the All Blacks tweet, which is super cool. I don't know what Chad was doing that week, Banksy, but he could not have imagined being called up and then being tweeted out on a photo by the All Blacks. That's pretty awesome, man. I mean, what a run of what was probably about six days from, you know, being at home and going <laughs> through your off-season workouts to being called into camp thinking, okay, you're just going to be there and support, to getting your first cap against the All Blacks in D.C. in the inaugural cup match there, and then to have that jersey swap in that moment. You know, there's some great culture moments and some great memories that I'm sure he's made, as well as the entire organization that is USA Rugby. Shout out to Chad Goff for putting in that time, being ready. Because, listen, it's not up to Chad Goff if the international test window is over. He's ready to go, which is to his credit. So, congrats. So, that's that's like the main Eagles side, right? And even then, it was kind of MLR specific, right? So, now we go to the USA Selects, the development team. Four Warriors repping on that team, too, that went down to the America uh, Rugby Challenge, right? The championship, the ARCs. Look at this. From left to right, Matt Madison, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, Joseph Backey, the first-round pick for the Warriors. 
Elijah Hayes and Bailey Wilson. These guys repped the Warriors and did a nice job with the USA selects in a couple of games. They were supposed to play three. First one, they get there late, so they don't play Argentina. And then they play Brazil. They lose 33-20. And then uh, last Saturday, they played uh, the Chile A team and lost 29-14. So didn't come back with wins. But Bailey Wilson had a nice try in the Chile game. And Joseph Backey and Elijah Hayes, they got in, uh, had some good minutes. So uh, a good showing and repping the Warriors, having three dudes on the Eagles against the All Blacks and then three dudes in the ARCs and uh, an assistant coach. And in this case, a strength and conditioning guy. I love the fact that eight guys were with the USA in some form. Man. You know, I think if we look at it from a Utah Warriors organization, this was an absolutely great showing, you know, with uh, with Cap there with the ARC squad playing well and leading that team out. You know, he's a leader here for the Warriors, even at his young age. I mean, sometimes we forget, you know, he's only in his early 20s. You know, he's a really young guy still playing an incredibly high level of rugby. And he's got another 10 years of growth still in him. You know, you look at the physical shape that Elijah's got in. You look at the immediate impact, obviously, of somebody like Backy and the attention that he's got. It's fantastic to see. You know, I mean, if I'm a USA rugby organizer, I'm kind of embarrassed about what happened, right? A loss to the All Blacks. A loss... Not a single win in the ARC. The USA Women's Eagles lose to Canada. I mean, there's not a single win or even really game that they can look to or a moment that they can put and go, yeah, that's on us. You know, even financially, the USA program only took $200,000 in money from that All Blacks match where the All Blacks made over a million and a half dollars financially in that situation. That was yeah, that was it. You know, so on the business side of things, and we know that USA Rugby hasn't been in the best shape, having gone through a restructuring, bankruptcy, and all of that. So there are struggles there. But what is continuing to grow is, look, we fielded two full international sides in an America's competition, as well as a European tour and a top-tier match that featured seven guys, eight guys from this Utah Warriors team. I mean, when you throw in, you know, Mika Cruze in there, who featured in that European tour and in Calvin all Calvin Whiting. You know, it, and so when you realize Mikey Teo is also out, you know, in this in this situation, you know, how many more guys could we have? You're talking about eight guys that could be starting for the Utah Warriors and playing rugby next year that featured internationally. So from a Warriors perspective, it was a great international window. From a USA rugby perspective, I'm probably tucking my tail and running and trying to go back to the drawing board. I, hey, Billy, the producer, I thought we had deleted all the uh, the New Zealand All Blacks scoring on the U.S. footage. What, what was that? <laughs> you can't show the two tries from the U.S.? Billy? Jordan, look, give Jordan all that credit. He was spectacular. There was a lot of hype and build up into that kid making his debut. And he scored some great solo efforts. I think he had. And that's three. our only highlight from that game, really. He's, he scored three there. You know, <laughs> the, the Augsburger try was just a great classic nine try if you want to look into that match. Bailey Wilson's run in the ARC was just sheer grit and determination and physicality. We've seen it from him. Fends left and right, steps in, and then just power over the line against tacklers. You know, it's what we've come to expect from Bales, and, you know, Cap makes it look easy at this point. Um, You know, but that's the standard now that we're having to play up to. You know, the the great philosopher Ric Flair said, if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. Well, now we know where we are compared to the best, and we well, got a more. Long yeah, more all black highlights. This is great. This is great. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, hey, four four value, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've all seen these. Ric Flair, the poet, also said, "Whoo." He did. Okay. He did. Uh, 
get get your season tickets today, man. When you listen, the spoiler alert and news and notes coming up. Maunono is coming back to the Legion. You can watch him play against the Warriors. Look, that we've got rugby this weekend, guys. So let's talk about that. We've got the selects in action, and then looking ahead to 2022, the Utah. Uh, Warriors season begins and you can get all of your tickets whether you want to see the selects take on pathway 404 this weekend 1 p.m at Zions Bank Stadium the best home field advantage in all the major league rugby this is a really young select side that could use the support of Dub Nation to get out there and cheer them on as they take a very powerful uh, pathway 404 program from rugby ATL um, and then be ready that'll just wet your whistle and just it's like the appetizer before the main course comes out all right that yes that is your that is your caesar salad to the steak dinner that is coming and that's the utah warriors 2022 mm. season so make sure you get your season tickets go to warriorsrugby.com for all of your ticket info season tickets and more get your packages together call 801-477-7652 mm, steak that sounds nice okay let's talk about the selects so pathway 404 is coming in playing the utah selects on saturday one mountain time at Zions Bank Stadium, as you mentioned, get your tickets. Uh, game one happened, uh, you know, recently against the Glendale, uh, Colorado squad, the American Raptors, Colorado Raptors. I don't know. Is it which one is it? I've seen both. Um, Utah wins, or sorry, loses 49 31. Game two Saturday. I'm not so much concerned that they win per se. This is a development squad, but, uh, you know, what, what did you think of sort of? what game one was, and what do you hope this season is for this group? Because last year, as we've talked about, we saw a handful of guys make the first 15 for the senior team. You know, we're going to see that a lot again this year. I was there uh, last Friday when uh, Park City Haggis, my club, got to run out against the select side and kind of a tune-up to see where they were at in preparation for this new uh, Pathway 404 matchup. And it is a really young team. So it doesn't quite have some of the experience that we saw last year, but there's guys on that squad that can be electric. Now, when we compare them with what happened in Colorado, that Raptors team has been together since early summer. And there's MLR first team guys all over that roster as well that are free agents that are looking for clubs or that are about to go back to their clubs. That's a team that has played together and has incredible chemistry. So take nothing away from you know what the select side did. They played a gritty first half and were down by a bunch, came back in the second half. If you watch that game, a much better and stronger second half. The adjustments that Coach Khalifi made with those boys and just playing in that structure and that system and learning each other, they really stepped it up. So I expect them to take another jump forward. It's not so much about wins and losses as it is the growth and development of these players in this system. And it's a really young side. There's a great pathway for a kid to get to Major League Rugby and specifically with the Utah Warriors, one of the best, if not the best in the league. So take advantage of the opportunity if you're a player watching this. And if you're a fan, get out there this Saturday, as we mentioned, 1 o'clock, go see uh, the Utah Selects, see some rugby in November. First of three games in November at home, which will be really fun. Come hang out with us. All right, let's introduce our guest for today. Super excited to get to know this guy better. Connor Burns, 24th overall pick in the Major League Rugby Draft, the second-round choice from the Utah Warriors. He's from Reading in the U.K., went to Lindenwood, won a couple national championships. Connor, it's great to have you on the show, man. How you doing? Good, thank you. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. We, we're great, man. We're stoked to have you uh, in Utah. And as we understand, you are here with the team training right now, correct? 
Yeah, my first one's tonight, actually. Um, yeah, looking Your forward first to it. one? Okay. Yeah, I just arrived yesterday, you know, so. Okay. So, are you super sleepy right now or what? <laughs> no, I'm all right. I was in uh, Denver for a couple of days. I was just catching up and then uh, came in as soon as I can. So, yeah, I'm doing all right now. So, 6'3", 200 pounds at fullback. Obviously, you made a big difference at Lindenwood. How excited were you when that call came from the Utah Warriors that you were going to play here and be able to play with the likes of Mikey Teo, Mika Cruze, and some of these other great talents that we have in that back three? Oh, it's unbelievable. You know, it's uh, something you've been working all your life and you get a call up saying, you know, it's here. And then obviously, you know, finding out I'm coming to Utah, the likes of those players. I'm just looking forward to being a sponge and, you know, learn much I can off those guys and develop my game as much as I can. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Lindenwood has become one of the premier, if not the premier program in the country with rugby, which is pretty awesome uh, out of St. Charles, Missouri there. What was it like to come to the U.S., Connor, and play for Lindenwood and get that experience at a really high level? It was incredible, you know. Um, I used to be of London Irish, so like I was a bit, you know, when you start firstly, you come out to the US, you didn't know how much rugby there was out here. I didn't even think there was a league, a professional league when I first came. Um, <laughs> but obviously, coming to Linden when it was, you know, amazing. It was just no trouble in transferring from professionalism to Lindenwood because they everything so seriously. So, yeah, it was, it's great going to Lindenwood. I'd encourage anyone if they want to develop their rugby and, you know, become the best they can, um, go to Lindenwood. 100%. A great shout for a shout out for the alma mater there. Well done, Connor. I'm sure you're making Coach proud with that one. <laughs> so, talk about goals for year one. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish with this team as you come in? Obviously, first training tonight, first impressions, and all of that still to come. But what most excites you about being with the Utah Warriors? Uh, for me, you know, when I first came, I came on Monday before that week of the draft. Um, I met some of the players, met all the coaching staff. And for me, I just knew, you know, this this is where I want to come. And luckily, it all worked out. But, um, yeah, for my expectations and hope for me, I just personally want to grow my game as much as I can. Um, and, you know, as a team's perspective, I, you know, the league, want to win the league this year. Um, I believe everyone's got their own part to play in that. Um, whether you're playing or not playing, um, everyone has their role. So, yeah, I'm Looking forward to it. It was a great season last year. Uh, obviously, helping the Warriors build off it, get to the MLR Championship, and win it. It was so exciting, and the the style of play was very fun. What kind of back are you, and are you versatile as a as a winger or fullback? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think I've got uh, multiple positions in me. I've I played from the centers to fullback. I've had a little bit on the wing too. Um, but yeah, I do like uh, Utah's attacking star. I think, you know, they're not afraid to play from anywhere on the pitch, which is exciting, you know, and, and that's why we all play. We love the game. If it gets boring, um, we're not going to have such a good, uh, what's it called? Uh, plan. Sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy playing how I'm playing and hopefully coming into this Utah way of playing, I can fit just right in. So uh, general manager Brandon Sparks said this. He said, Connor is a special player. His story at Lindenwood is unique, and it demonstrated some grit that complemented his skill set. Plus, you have an incredible boot, your experience with the sevens team as well as the 15. He said he is the future of our back three, and we're going to give him the time to develop physically on and off the field. You're 6'3", 200 pounds. Where does he think you're going to go physically? <laughs> 
Probably put a bit more timber on me, you know. I just get a bit thicker, probably. That's probably why. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> your your new best friend will be Matt Madison. He he is he is going to get you definitely. even more jacked than you already are, which is going to be awesome. He it's says uh, his story. So hopefully, knows the way. Right. Uh, yeah. He said his story at Lindenwood is unique. What what's your story? Um. I think I know exactly which game they're talking about, that uh, Lindenwood game. It was my freshman year. Um, I just came. I came off the bench against Cal um, University and had an awful game. You know, you ask any of those players that were on that field, I lost them that game. I was missing tackles, you know, not making the right decisions. And after that, I just went, that is not happening again. You know, that is that is not happening again. Don't want to feel like that again. And yeah, after that uh, three years I had left, I just tried to execute the way I could and perform the best I could for the team. So we mentioned style of play and, you know, obviously since from that moment at Cal to what became the rest of your career through those three years that you've been at Lindenwood now with the Utah Warriors. Talk about how that style of play and the mentality of American rugby and Major League Rugby, you obviously like to throw the ball around and, and play sideline to sideline. How does that compare to that English style of rugby that typically – features a lot of kicking, a lot of back and forth, and a lot of that kind of, I don't want to stereotype it, but it is typically a slower style of play. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, the English, you know, we like to think about uh, the risk and reward factor, you know, of if, you know, if we kick it in the 22, we can keep them down there and hopefully they make a mistake. Whereas, you know, I come in here, I was, it was exciting. I could try new things and test, test the limits and I really enjoyed it and, I do think that's the way forward. You look at New Zealand like they're the best in the world for a reason because they're not scared to play from anywhere, you know. They see what's in front of them, they scan the field and they execute it. I'm waiting for Billy to roll another, uh, you know, New Zealand highlight from the 90.1 Eagles. <laughs> Luckily, it hasn't happened. It's going to come in here in a second, I think. But, Connor, so you, you, did you go home uh, after the season with Lindenwood or have you been in the States for a minute? Um, I've actually been here for like two or three years now. Um, I did just go home actually to see my family because uh, uh, obviously you don't know when the next time might be. So I thought I'd catch up with them for a month or two and um, yeah, back now and yeah, plan on staying. So, Are we going to be able to get them over here to see you at Zions Bank Stadium? Because there is nothing quite like Zions Bank Stadium when Dub Nation shows up for these Utah Warriors. Do they have any plans to come over and see you play? Oh, definitely. I'm sure that it'll have to be a trip now for an excuse to come on holiday to America. So, yeah, we look forward. If you got to come see the dad's arm, that's the way to go. <laughs> see the mountains, yeah. Uh, yeah, if excuse, they... just spend some money. Yeah, take take them skiing, take them to the national parks. You know, whatever it takes. Yeah, there's some good stuff definitely. here, which would be awesome. So you're gonna, uh, I I take it. Uh, in the next three weeks, are they going to mix you into the Utah selects, or is it just going to be training for this next month? I'm not uh, 100% sure yet. Uh, um, I'll probably find out tonight of what's actually happening. Um, I just wanted to get here as early as I could, you know, settle my feet down where I'm staying and get into this select side. And, you know, hopefully we can finish off a season with a high and, you know, finish these games off. So uh, follow up to that and getting settled in and settled down. Who are your roommates so far? Have you figured out who you're staying with? You've got anybody that's uh, that's in the flat there with you? No, I'm all alone at the moment. But um, oh, lucky. I do know that nice. Joe's coming in and so's um, Emerson. So both all the other three draftees are coming. So, you know, it might be a good apartment to be in. So excited. 
That'll be great. I, we haven't met Emerson quite yet, uh, but we met Joseph, and he's awesome, man. He is he okay. is smart. He is he is talented. He is he's he's cool, man. Uh, you're gonna love him. What what do you like off the pitch? What do you like to do? What do you, what are some of your uh, talents and interests? Um, I mean, one I've got quite a sad talent. I, I play FIFA quite a lot. If you know the game, uh, I play on PlayStation. Nice. Quite a Way to reinforce the English, boy. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah I'm not sure too much. Um, I'm looking forward to exploring Utah though, because I've heard there's a lot of hikes. Um, I'm looking forward to you oh, know, yeah. do a bit more adventure, adventurous things. You know, being from England, there's not much space to do stuff. So. Uh, you should touch yeah, base with Polly Mullins when he gets back in town as well. He's uh, He's been into that as well, exploring the mountains and having a good time. All right. Let me throw some things at you rapid fire here. Um, okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Boxers or briefs? Oh, boxers for sure. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Five guys are in and out. Have you had either one yet? Yes. <laughs> 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 let's see what what else can we throw at you <laughs> um mountains or ocean there you go yeah there's one Ooh. i'd have to go ocean ocean okay that, that'll quickly change living but the mountains are but, growing on you look at how pretty yeah. these mountains are right now with the sun going down yeah, here exactly. there's nothing better waking up to yeah which uh which uh soccer team football team do you support in england um not too good i support norwich we seem to just come no. up and go straight back down again so yeah but listen the jerseys pop you know what i'm saying the yellow and, the <laughs> oh, yeah, the bright, yeah. and they have an american dude who's who's got red hair josh Sargent. uh so oh, yeah. i'm always watching norwich yeah yeah i would like yeah. to remind you jerem that this is a rugby show so zip it up <laughs> <laughs> the dudes the dudes from reading let's go yeah, <laughs> yeah. Connor, it's uh, great to meet you, man. Um, great to have you in town. Uh, didn't realize tonight was the very first practice, so best of luck at uh, training tonight. We look forward to uh, you. seeing you in action, hopefully with the selects, and of course, next season. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been unreal. Okay, that's Connor Burns. Somehow got his own spot. He doesn't have a roommate right now. That's pretty That's pretty nice, man. Look, that's VIP status if you can get it. If you're Connor <laughs> Burns, you know, you got that kind of clout. I have a feeling he's going to end up with some pretty good roommates here pretty quick, though, as that yeah. team culture settles in and a lot of these guys get back in town. It'll be exciting to see how he blends in with the rest of this crowd. A kid with his kind of attitude and energy is going to go well here. 6-3-200, and Matt Madison is going to just take that clay and just shape it into just this machine that's going to be awesome back there. And I love that quote you read from general manager Brandon Sparks. He's the future of the back three. We're going to give him time to develop. Let's go, man. When you talk about the, the physical style of play that we have, when you look at who's in our centers now in our back three, when you talk about Calvin Whiting and Tyler Fisher, you look at the physical play of Mikey Teo now from the 15, the elusiveness but the underrated physicality of what Mika Cruze does on one side, the anger that Joe Mano has started to come out with on the other side. Now you add a guy with his size, pace, and skill into that mix and that rotation, and you're talking about a very dangerous – uh, skill set on the field, but also a just a menace physically. You get really tired tackling guys that size over and over and over again, and they're going to wear teams out with this size. Love the pedigree, right, of being from the UK, playing for Lindenwood, 
Um, and and he was sort of this, uh, you know, diamond and rough, fell to 24, we got him, which is great. Nailed okay. it. And I think he's only got another year and a half, two years before he's Eagle eligible with mm-hmm. residency. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, uh, news and notes. Lance Williams went home to Hawaii, hanging out with Hawaii football. They tweeted about it. Good to see Lance, former linebacker, uh, hanging out back home. Uh, a proud warrior, a proud uh, special needs Preschool teacher, good to see Lance hanging out uh, with the uh, Rainbow Warriors. Somebody gave Lance a buddy pass so he could go home for the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's great. That's his cousin there on the right. You see him standing there with and uh, who's playing there at UH right now. And, uh, you know, Lance really one of the emotional leaders in this team. And he's always got a smile on his face and always such incredible energy. So uh, it's good to see him get a bit of sunshine in the offseason. He's a fun Instagram follow. And especially after the Warriors win. I'll say that. Former Warriors fly half Kurt Murat started for uh, Tonga in his 39th test uh, cap against Scotland. That was a 60-14 win for the Scots, but Kurt's still kicking it with uh, Tonga, of course, the all-time leading scorer. I got to see Kurt this summer up in Colorado at a tournament, and, you know, after he blew out his knee in the last World Cup, it's been a long recovery back. But, man, his legs look as good as they ever have, and his leadership qualities showed through in that big win for Tonga. And was part of that Austin Gilgroni side that – Utah happened to beat twice this year. Those are some big wins during the season. It was good to see him back uh, in Harriman this year. Ma, no, no, we, we talked about it. The, the tenured and amazing former All-Black back with San Diego. He was with them in 2020. They were 5-0 and and looked like unbeatable um, when things went down in 2020 when the pandemic hit. But good to see him back in the league. He'll be 40 when the season ends. You know, he got a run out for uh, the provincial side back in New Zealand. Not even the provincial side. For his regional club side, he ran out, you know, with a bunch of guys that are electricians, plumbers, and carpenters by during the week. And then you run out for a bit of club rugby on the weekend, and who do you see but Ma'anonu getting warmed up on the sideline. He looks thicker than he has in past years, but, you know, when you've got a guy with that much experience, he's going to make a difference on a rugby field. And uh, of, of note, there are a lot of signings. One that stuck out, Holden Younger at the scrum half for NOLA the last uh, four years. He signs with New England, so that'll be a different look for the Free Jacks. That's a big get for New England and the Free Jacks to kind of marshal that uh, offense around the field. He's a high-energy guy that was a difference maker for them down there in, uh, in NOLA, and I think he's going to be a, a factor for New England. And then last but not least, this, this is some cool news. Utah Warriors have partnered with Utah Youth Rugby, Junior Warriors, Ashley Burge, one of our favorites, part of the program, part of the broadcast team. She's going to run this with the Utah Warriors, similar to like Junior Jazz, if, if people are familiar with it. I participated in that as a kid. It was so cool. So I'm, I'm super excited about uh, Ashley's involvement in that and what the Utah Warriors are trying to do. Truly a pathway from, if you don't know the game at all and you're a little kid, all the way up to being a pro in Major League Rugby is going to exist. You know, she's an incredible resource to have here with her connections in the community, having helped start the women's program in Harriman. And then she played through her own pathway all the way up to the women's national team at sevens and 15. So not only is she an incredible rugby player in her own right, but now investing in this community. And what a perfect person to have spearhead that connection with Utah Youth Rugby and the Utah Warriors. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see the influence she, she'll have at that level. She's already been awesome with the Academy with Derek Smith. And, uh, yeah, just doing good work. Good work. All right, did we miss anything from the last two weeks? There's a ton going on for November. I don't think so. I think I mean, there's so many things going on and so many moving pieces. 
All of the announcements are going to start coming out from around the league about new player signings, uh, both domestically and internationally. So the news is going to start pouring on quick as we look into between now and Christmas. I'm excited for those to roll out. We, uh, we've, we've learned some things, and I'm very excited about next year's squad. It's going to be great. We have a couple comments to get to. General Manager Brandon Sparks has uh, responded in answer to our, que- uh, our question about 63200. What else do you want? To 215 <laughs> or 220. All right, Sparksy. That's a good uh, That's a man beast back there at 15. <laughs> that's awesome. And then Michael Amora, who's the number one fan of the Utah Warriors. Uh, welcome, Connor Burns, to the Warriors. What a place. What a team. Absolutely super excited to have Connor Burns, uh, Emerson Pryor, Joseph Back to those three draft picks, among others. There's going to be some free agent signings. Some some very exciting uh, names, some some young that are up and coming that you're like, whoa, he's played for who and he's coming over here. Some vets. It's going to be an awesome mix as the Warriors, I feel like, are doing a really good job of figuring out how to find good talent. Obviously, getting vets like Mikey Tao, Paul Mullen, and Mika Kruse are certainly important and, and you know vital. But finding young up-and-coming talent internationally, domestically – the selects and otherwise that's how you make a team that surprised everybody except the Utah Warriors last season, you know, and full credit to uh, Pittman and Davies. And of course to Sparksy who kind of spearheads that entire master plan. He has become a mad scientist from looking at what he sees on spreadsheets and film to evaluating players and talent and how they fit into what coach Pittman and what coach Davies want to do here in Utah. They've got a system figured out, and clearly things are working. And exciting days ahead as not just the Utah Warriors continue to develop, but as rugby in the United States continues to develop. We're going to see an entire generation of players now whose expectation is professionalism. you know, And that's going to make a difference and pay dividends for the next generation, as we mentioned, Utah Youth Rugby. And those kids coming up now, those will be the ones that are going to compete internationally and push the USA into the top 10 for competition in World Cups. Absolutely. And it's going to take time for, you know, it's going to be, you know, 20, 15, 20 years before we talk to that one kid that says, oh, I did junior warriors and now I'm a first team all MLR player and I play for the Eagles. But you have to start it now. And that's what the Warriors have done the last couple of years. But the the system is in place. The players, yeah. the personnel, the staff, the organizations all believe in it. Now we've just got to continue to not only invest in the players we have and continue to grow their ability to provide for their families and take care of their bodies. But these kids coming up and gathering these athletes from co- other college sports who now are going to be exposed to rugby and say, I want to do that. 100%. Okay, we want to remind you, uh, check out the Utah Selects against Pathway 404 this Saturday, Zions Bank Stadium, One Mountain Time. There is a town hall if you want to hang out with some of uh, you know the, the uh, administration of the team and get to know them a little bit. The VIP Hospitality Lounge up at the press box at Zions Bank Stadium. Basically, go to the stadium and uh, you'll be able to find it. That's, uh, that's coming up at 11 o'clock before the 1 p.m. game on Saturday. Look, Brandon Sparks. It's going to be there. It's going to be talking. I believe Kimball Care, the uh, CEO of the team, is going to be there as well. Oh, Sean Pittman's going to be there too. MLR Coach of the Year. Let's go. So the big three are showing up. Uh, you know, no, it's not Chris Bosch, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. It's the big three of the Utah Warriors and Kimball and Brandon and Sean. 
You know, it's, it's a great chance to get in front of these guys and ask them any questions. We've got some great personalities and some great leaders with this club. And this is a chance to ask them anything that you want. These guys really are an open book and they believe in making those connections with the fans and the organization and our community. And this is a chance to just be there and to kind of soak it all in. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, that'll do it for us. Uh, like and share this episode of Dub Nation. Follow the Utah Warriors on social media throughout the season. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks uh, in the offseason. Before we know it, we'll be weekly again in March. That's going to creep up on us soon. Quick. And we may have the schedule by the next show. We'll see. If not that show, probably the next show. And that is a big deal because uh, the Dallas Jackals have been added. And now we're going to see this schedule. And we're going to know what games we're doing and when. It's going to be awesome. Man. Can't wait. And let's hope for uh, as few early games as possible. <laughs> We've, I mean, I'm not saying we've had some issues here with weather games in Utah, but let's hope the scheduling committee takes some of those things into account that we're at, you know, 4,800 feet above sea level here at Zions Bank Stadium. And, you know, it snows through the early part of the Major League Rugby season. 2019, NOLA, there's like six inches of snow on the turf. NOLA scores at the variant. Ah, that's still with me. Let's not end on that note. (laughs) Shout out to the Warriors, repping on the USA Selects and the Eagles, all eight of you. Well done. Very nice job. Okay, for Connor Burns and Mike Gieselman and Billy, the producer who just rolls. All black eyes. And Banksy, I'm Jared Jordan. Go Warriors.